This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. I will serve thee because I love thee. You have given life to me. I was before you found me, you have given life to me. Heartaches, broken pieces, ruin lives are why you died on
Just as I am, poor wretched blind, sight Just as I am, thou wilt receive, wilt welcome, pardon, cleanse, relief, because thy promise I believe, O Lamb of God, I come, I come, just as I am thy love unknown, has broken every barrier down, now to be thine, yes, thine alone, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Thanks. Jim and Debbie, for those beautiful songs. Welcome to this worship service, good neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. Thanks today to Debbie Tagg and Jim Haugerud, our musicians. Thanks to Steve Helling, who'll be reading our lessons and doing our children's message for us. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And many, many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at nuicparish. 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Jerry and Judy Winchell, and we really want to thank the Winchells for their generosity in sponsoring this and many other of our broadcasts as well. I don't think I have any additional announcements at this time. And so we'll continue then with our worship service. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together today. We're in the season of Epiphany, and as you participate in our worship service today, you may want to have a green cloth to lay before you, 
a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings today. We continue our worship service asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me and listen as I read our confession of sins. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we've done and things that we have failed to do. Turn us again to you, uphold us by your Spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Hear then God's promise of absolution. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come and share some more music with us, please. Well, Debbie, tomorrow we have a holiday. It's uh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day, so we've got a love song we're going to sing. It's not a gospel song, but which reminds me, um, if you haven't got a card yet, and I'm speaking to just the guys out there, you got just the rest of the day to get that Valentine card for your Valentine, so the dollar stores are still open. So, But we've got a, a love song here, and this is from all of us and all of you out there to that special person in your life, and uh, we all know who they are. We're the best partners this world's ever seen Together as close as can be But sometimes it's hard to find time in between To tell you what you are to me You are the rose of my heart You are the love of my life A flower Your smiles like the sun come to earth for a day. You brighten the blackest of skies. You are the rose of my heart. You are the love of my life. A flower not fading nor falling apart if you're cold. Let my love make you warm, rose of my heart. So hard times are easy times, what do I care? There's nothing i change if I could. The tears and the laughter are things that we share. Your hand in mine makes all times good. You are the 
rose of my heart. You are the love of my life, a flower not fading nor falling apart. You're my harbor in life's restless storm, rose of my Thanks again, Debbie and Jim, for those beautiful songs. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. Let us pray. O God, through suffering and rejection, you bring forth our salvation, and by the glory of the cross, you transform our lives. Grant that for the sake of the gospel we may turn from the lure of evil, take up our cross, and follow your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I'll invite Steve to come and read our lessons and share the children's message with us. The first reading is from Jeremiah, chapter 15, verses 15 through 21. You understand, O Lord, remember me and care for me. Avenge me on my persecutors. You are long-suffering, do not take me away. 
Think of how I suffer reproach from your sake. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name. O Lord God Almighty, I never sat in the company of revelers, never made merry with them. I sat alone because your hand was on me, and you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unending, and my wound grievous and incurable? Will you be able to, to me like a deceptive brook, like a spring that fails? Therefore, this is what the Lord says. If you repent, I will restore you, that you may serve me. If you utter worthy, not worthless words, you will be my spokesman. Let this people turn to you, but you must not turn to them. I will make you a wall to this people, a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you to rescue and save you. Declares the Lord, I will save you from the hands of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the cruel. Here ends the first reading. Today's Psalm is Psalm 26, verses one through eight. Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have led a blameless life. I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind, for your love is ever before me, and I walk continually in your truth. I do not sit with deceitful men, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I abhor the assembly of evildoers and refuse to sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go about your altar, O Lord, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling of all your wonderful deeds. I love the house where you live, O Lord, and the place where your glory dwells. Here ends the psalm reading. The second reading is from the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you and bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Here ends the second reading. Good morning, young neighbors. I hope you're doing well. Have you noticed the days are getting longer? We are on our way to spring. Now put your thinking caps on. I have a few questions for you. Now we believe in God and the teachings of Jesus. And because we believe, how are we expected to act in this world? Let's think about it. Is every day perfect? Do things always go our way? How do you handle things when they go wrong? Because we believe in God and Jesus doesn't mean everything always goes our way. 
How do you think he expects us to handle things when they do go wrong? Do we scream and yell? Do we get mad? How do you handle it? How about this? We can pray for guidance to help us make good choices. Life will have good times and bad. The key is how we handle them. We can speak with God anytime. He will be there to listen. Now, God does expect us to trust him. We don't always get the answer we want or expect. But God also expects us to do our best. And notice, he doesn't expect perfection. And when we're reading from Romans today, we are given some guidelines that can make our life easier and more joyful. Here's a couple examples. Do what is right. Treat others as you would like to be treated. Here's a powerful one. Lead with love. Do your best not to hate. This leads to nothing good. Be devoted to God and his guidance. Remember, he wants to hear from you. Be joyful and hopeful. Be patient. Be faithful in prayer. Do your best to live in harmony with others. Do not take revenge. And do not be overcome by evil. Overcome evil with good. Now with that, we're also expected to share how good God and Jesus are with us, with others. There are many people that are lost in the world and are looking for something solid to believe in. As you grow older and your faith grows, you will be given opportunities to share your faith with others. Listen to that little voice in your head that says, this person needs to hear about God right now. Share the stories you heard and learned in Sunday school. Share the love God and Jesus have for you, no matter what. Don't be afraid. God and Jesus will guide you. God expects us to share. Don't keep him a secret. So let's bow our heads and fold our hands for a short prayer. Dear God, thank you for having a great, never-ending love for me and always being there for me. Help me to be a good person and show others what it means to believe in you. Give me the wisdom to know when I should share your love with others. In your name we pray. Amen. God answers prayer in the morning. God answers prayer at noon. God answers prayer in the evening. So keep your heart in tune. Jesus may come in. Thanks, Steve, for that children's message, and Debbie and Jim for that beautiful song. The gospel lesson for today is from the gospel according to Matthew, the 16th chapter, beginning at the 21st verse and going all the way through the 17th chapter, verse 8. 
From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, you are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man has come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. The Gospel of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, I have to start with a confession. I am romantically impaired. Most of the year this isn't a big deal, but when Valentine's Day rolls around, my shortcomings are all too apparent. My wife, Gail, who would surely confirm my assessment of my lack of romantic inclinations, was fairly warned right from the start of our relationship, about 45 years ago now. We were both students at Augustana in Sioux Falls, but we met at a Good Samaritan nursing home there. We were both working as CNAs, Certified Nursing Assistants. I was asked to help her get a bedpan under a rather large resident, a gentleman who weighed about 280 pounds. It wasn't easy, and at times it resembled a three-way wrestling match. And when he couldn't relieve himself, I was asked to show Gail how enemas were done. As I say, not a very romantic start. But I was attracted to Gail, and after some weeks, I worked up the courage to ask her out. And when she said yes, I made a pretty significant strategic error. I took her to a concert. Not necessarily a bad idea, but the concert I took her to was a Christian trombonist. Bill Pierce was his name. He had a mix of hymns played on the trombone and he had his personal testimony. This is the kind of thing that probably won't lead to making out with your girlfriend in the car afterwards, hearing things like the old rugged cross on the trombone and personal testimony. Anyway, Gail was so bored with the concert itself that she went to sleep halfway through. 
and it took me two or three months to get her to go out with me again. Not a very romantic beginning. And so, as I said, she should have been forewarned. And I think of romance whenever I have a chance to officiate at the wedding of a couple, which I often do. The couples I marry sometimes want to write their own vows, which is fine with me. And those vows often betray just what the couple is imagining their life together, their marriage will be like. I brought a couple of those vows with me, and I want to read them. I know you can't see this, but the groom's vows take up about an eighth of a page, and the bride's vows go on and on. First of all, then, the groom's vows. Here's what he vowed. You are the most amazing woman I've ever met. You're kind, loving, everything I ever wanted, and I love you with all my heart. And then he makes his vows or promises. I promise to always love and care for you, to always be the best husband I can. With you, I know our future will be better than anything I can imagine. No matter the distance, no matter how bad or good things seem, I will always be there forever and ever. So, that was his vows. I'm not going to read the whole set of the vows, the promises the bride had, but I'll read at least some of it so you get some idea. You are the most amazing man I have ever met, aside from my dad, of course. You are so caring and thoughtful in things you do. I love how you're able to take things with a grain of salt and move on, and you are there to help me calm down when I need to do the same. You give all in everything you do and are always striving for the best. You make me smile, make me laugh, and on and on and on she goes. I promise to encourage you to chase after your dreams and to help you in any way that I can to achieve the successes you try to achieve, to be there for you and for us as we grow both in our individual ways and in our combined unit. No matter what lemons life may throw our way, I promise to stand by your side and turn them into lemonade as a team. Through the sunshine, the rain, the blizzards, I'll always be here for you throughout all eternity. Well, you can tell that the vows were a little lopsided, but that's not unusual when the couple write their own. It's such a romantic view of married life, and in so many ways, I think it comes up so very short. The traditional vows, for me, are much more to the point, not romantic, but solid and real, and really a reflection of what married life oftentimes is. So let me read the traditional vows for you. In the presence of God in this community, I take you to be my wife or husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, in joy and in sorrow, in plenty and in want, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, as long as we both shall live. This is my solemn vow. Really, I think that in many ways, bedpans and enemas, though not at all romantic, are a much more realistic and helpful beginning to a relationship than sunshine and rainbows and lemons and lemonade. Now, I spent so much time talking about romance, not simply because Valentine's Day is coming very soon, but because our gospel text today and what comes right before it suggests that all too often as Christians we harbor a somewhat romantic notion of what a relationship with Jesus Christ looks like. Sometimes we might come to think of Jesus as a heavenly fire extinguisher, 
someone to shoot a quick prayer to when things get tough. Or sometimes we might come to think of Jesus as a life coach, someone to give us direction when we're not sure what road to follow. Sometimes we might come to think of Jesus as a wise teacher, someone to check in with and make sure we're getting our life lessons right. And some, in the words of the very optimistic bride, probably think that Jesus will help them turn lemons into lemonade. And I don't think those ways of seeing and relating to Jesus are wrong. So let me say that again, because I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I don't think any of those ways of seeing and relating to Jesus are wrong. I think all of them have a significant truth in them. But I just think that they aren't the whole story, and they aren't even the most important part of the story. In our gospel text today, when Jesus describes what it means to be a follower of his, and then is transfigured, there's such a telling exchange between Jesus and Peter. Jesus tells his disciples clearly that he's going to suffer and die. This prediction goes totally against what Peter is imagining for Jesus. This doesn't fit in at all with Peter's big plans for the Lord. And so he says to Jesus, Never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. And Jesus immediately and soundly rebukes Peter. Get behind me, Satan, Jesus says. You are not on the side of God, but of man. And then Jesus goes on to tell his followers then, and his followers now, where real life, life at its richest and most meaningful, abundant life, life eternal, can be found. Start by denying yourself, Jesus says. The life I offer begins when you're willing to sacrifice. Take up your cross, Jesus says. The cross is where Jesus died to save a world lost to sin, to save you and me lost because of our sins. When we give ourselves away for the sake of others in need, though it may be oh so costly, we're taking up our cross, and life awaits us there too. Follow me, Jesus says. This life Jesus offers comes in his service and in his company. Before too long, we'll begin the season of Lent. And I'd like to challenge and encourage you and me to use the weeks of Lent to really think and reflect and pray about our relationship with Jesus. Is it more fire extinguisher than being on fire for sharing God's love in Christ? Is it more life coach than sacrifice, more career counseling than a cross, more wise teacher than master and Lord? Why is this such an important question? Because abundant life is waiting for you and for me. Because our souls are involved. Because Jesus gave his life for us. And because joy is waiting for all who hear Jesus' call and who come and follow him. Most of you know that not long ago I took a little vacation uh, with my wife Gail and my youngest son Dan. We went to the panhandle of Florida around Cape San Blas for about four days of rest and relaxation. It was a nice, if brief, break from winter here in Wisconsin and Minnesota. We, wanted a, we rented a house that was a few blocks from the Gulf Coast and a few blocks from St. Joe Bay. We walked along the beach, went bike riding, explored the coast, ate dinners out and slept late in the morning, we read books and went shopping. We grilled our son Dan, our only child still unmarried, on his love life, 
This may be the last time he goes on vacation with us. We sat on a deck watching the sunset and just generally enjoyed some important downtime. It was a great time away and a happy slice of life. But, and this is a really big but, for all the fun and laughter and relaxation and play we enjoyed, and vacations like these are really, really important for all of us, my heart was hungry for something else, something I only found again upon my return. And that is the peace and joy and abundant life Jesus promises to all who follow him, who take up their cross, who give themselves away to others in need, who do it by his grace and in his name. That I found again when I returned to the mission and ministry of Neighbors United in Christ, visiting the nursing homes in Amory and the shut-ins of our parish. I found it in conversation with our church council members and teaching confirmation with Mike, recording our weekly podcast with Debbie and Jim and Isaac and Steve. I found it working on services and sermons and praying for all those in need around us here, but also all around this broken old world. It is here in the midst of all these things that I felt again Jesus' presence and with it a deep sense of joy and gratitude. So, not so much sunshine and rainbows, not so much lemons into lemonade, although that's surely part of the Christian way and the Christian walk. We get a glimpse of that in that part of the gospel where the three disciples see Jesus transfigured on the mountain. They had literally a mountaintop experience. But we really, really experience all that Jesus has to offer us. We do it in our sacrifices and we do it at the cross. With Jesus by our side, we find there all of the life and all of the joy that he has planned for each of us. Life and joy beyond all our imaginings. Amen. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no
We continue then as we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I'll invite Debbie and Jim to come and do our prayers of intercession. Lord, listen to your children pray. children and heirs of God's promise, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Revealing God, you have made yourself known through bread and wine, water and word. Continue to nurture your church, that it is a place where your presence is experienced and shared. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Creating God, you brought life into being and called it good. 
bring new creation to lands devastated by tornadoes, hurricanes, floods, fires, and other disasters. Restore forests and curb overflowing waters. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Protecting God, you desire all people to live in peace and safety. Provide for all who are in danger. Strengthen first responders to help meet the complex needs of others. Provide care and compassion as they face trauma themselves. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Transforming God, you announce release to the captives and freedom to the oppressed. Break chains of discrimination and injustice. Amplify voices that go unheard and inspire us to advocate for those who are overlooked. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Forming God, you gather this community together. Shape our communal life that in our prayer, praise, and worship, we honor you and encourage one another. Today we remember Rachel and Derek Helling, Geneva Phelps, Jean Hoisington, Jeanette Helling, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, and the family of Martin Tanberg. Keep our disagreements civil and increase our joy in working together. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Redeeming God, you accompany your people through every stage of life. We give you thanks for the saints who now rest in your embrace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and those in our hearts known only to you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us We continue then with the sharing of the peace. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. I'll invite you to bless yourself or someone worshiping with you using the Trinity formula, which is be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. I'd also like to then just have an offering prayer, so let's pray that together, please. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love, 
to the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. We continue then with the communion part of our service. When we celebrate Holy Communion, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. I'll share now the words of institution, then we'll pray together the Lord's Prayer, and then I'll invite you to eat the bread and drink the wine. So hear these words. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. Again after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to all of them to drink, saying, This is my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this wine, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Let's pray together then our Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. I'll invite you then to take the bread, the little wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus. This is my body broken for you. And then I'll invite you to take the wine or the grape juice and hear this promise from Jesus. This is my blood shed for you. And now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Hear then the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come and do our closing songs. Living below in this old sinful world Hardly a comfort can afford Striving alone to face temptation's sword Where could I go but to the Lord? Where could I go? A refuge for my soul Needing a friend To help me in the end Where could I go But to the Lord Neighbors are kind I love them everyone We get along 
sweet accord But when my soul needs manna from above Where could I go but to the Lord? Where could I go? For my soul Needing a friend To love me in the end Where could I go But to the Lord Life here is grand With friends I love so dear Comfort I get From God's own word Yet when I face this chilling hand of death, where could I go but to the Lord? Where could I go? Where could I go? Seeking a refuge for my soul, needing a friend to help me. to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. He 